Hello and welcome to Keep You Posted. Today is Sunday, October 11th, 2020. My name is Hannah Trav. I'm a comedian, a law student, and your host. Ta-da! I'm joined as always by my lovely friend and producer, Ross Wiseman. Hello, hey, Ross. Hey, hey. How you doing? I'm good. I have three different types of hand sanitizer on my desk right now. Wow, why? Um, I have my like my regular pump that I just like have sitting on my desk and then I have tr- two travel size. So uh, if I need to head to the store, I'm covered, even though all of the reason things about COVID is like, yeah, you're not really going to get it from like touching a thing. It's all from like direct like moisture droplets, but still yeah. makes me feel good. You know, honestly, I've been carrying around hand sanitizer for years and it like it's probably it probably doesn't hurt because things other germs there are other germs besides COVID. Yeah, remember when they were talking like a few years ago about like superbugs or something because of hand sanitizer usage. No one's talked about that, and I'm sure we're gonna have to deal with that when COVID is done or at, I don't uh, know subsided. what that is, but I just know that the subway is dirty. So that's true. Like I, <laughs> I've been watching. Like we're watching, you know, we're all watching TV a lot. I started the that mm. uh, show on Netflix, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. And I've not heard of it. What it's a like surprise. The, the sequel season, quote unquote, to Haunting of Hill House. It's like a horror show. Um, and so there was a scene where the this guy bakes cake and he tastes the batter and he's like, it's missing something. And he lets uh, two kids lick off the spoon and then everybody else in the household licks the spoon and is like, hmm, I think maybe lemon or strawberry. And I'm like, this is the scariest thing of the show so far. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, like when I, I think we've talked about this before, but like when we watch shows now that were filmed before, like I just remember when COVID was first happening, the new season of Insecure had been, um, had been like just released or was released yeah. shortly after it started. And there's like an episode where they're all at a block party outside. And I remember being like, why aren't they wearing masks? And then I was like, oh, wait, this was filmed years ago, a year yeah, it's, ago. Or it's whatever. weird. The, the congregating and like the groups of people don't stress me out as much as like that, like direct touching or uh, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, oh, man, they need to make some uh, COVID porn where it's just people oh. waving at each other and giving a thumbs up and then they walk away. Because that's that different. went totally to a different direction than I thought. But yes, so you'd like to just see videos of people waving at each other and walking away. Or if the video your, starts. Listen, with, we don't shame here. If that's your kink, by all means. Hear that? Or like the video starts with them being like, "Hey, I'm Darren. Hey, I'm Mike. Uh, we've uh, we've been quarantining together for a few weeks now. Um, we haven't really interacted <laughs> or gone out. Um, we got our groceries delivered. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm gonna lick his ass." <laughs> Yeah, that's the dirtiest thing that I've said on this show by yeah, a long I'm shot. Like, I mean, not that I'm a prude, but wow, we really went for it. And you know what? That sounds like a lovely video with two charming gentlemen. And I hope yeah. you enjoy it. <laughs> I, I applauded afterwards. <laughs> it was a great job. On uh, that note, on that gorgeously filthy note, um, are just running through some headlines and giving some updates. We will be taking a little break, but we will, so 
Um, we're going to do today's episode and then we're going to take some time off. I'll explain why, but we'll be back before the election. So um, before our little brief hiatus, I just want to, up- we want to, you know, update you on our, on our personal lives and on um, the life of our country. Mm. Um what should we start with, Ross? Personal? There's no segments today, guys. So you'll just hear. The yeah. Music. How about let's let's start with just the headlines of the week and. Oh, okay. And then personal our, headlines. Are, yeah. No. Our hot takes will be uh, our life. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, big headlines. Um, record-breaking Jamie Harrison, who is a in the Senate race against um, Lindsey Graham, broke the. I mean almost doubled, not quite almost doubled, but uh, broke a record for quarterly fundraising, raised $57 million this that's past an, quarter. Wild. The previous holder of that record is my least favorite person, Beto O'Rourke. You know what? I should not call him my least favorite person though, because you know who's my least favorite person? Lindsey Graham um, and Mitch McConnell, but also Beto sucks. But anyway, Jamie Harrison raised more money. Beto had raised $38 million um, when he was running in Texas against Ted Cruz in 2018. Um, Jamie Harrison raised $57 million. Of course, obviously, Beto lost, so that doesn't necessarily mean much. But it does show that, um, you know, people are uh, – people are pretty fed up with Lindsey Graham and they're willing to donate to a candidate. Also, Jamie Harrison seems like a really cool guy. I don't know if you've watched any interviews with him or anything, but no, I, um, I, I've been too focused on a certain other election that I haven't sure. really focused on regional ones. Fair, fair, very fair. Um, well, speaking of that election, we can transition right to it. Um, Vice President Joe Biden is up in the polls currently. Um, the debate was canceled because um, President Trump has COVID. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Just kidding. We talked maybe about he maybe has COVID. We haven't. No, he's heard... immune to it now. That's what oh, he said today. He's like, cool. I'm immune to COVID. But what's interesting is that no one will tell us when his last negative test was. They just keep yes. saying like he's allowed to be around people. He had an event, but then, um, you know. Who knows if he's actually tested negative? Uh, apparently, he's not on medication anymore. But anyway, they canceled the debate, and then they were gonna no, they were gonna do a virtual debate, and Biden was like, okay, and then they canceled the debate. And it's important to know that the people who do the debates, the whatever they're the called, election committee or whatever, mm, debate committee, whatever, yeah, yeah, sure, a committee. They're nonpartisan, so they set this like they were like just for safety reasons. We're um, doing this virtually, Trump was like, no way. And so then Joe Biden was like, all right, well, I'm just going to schedule a town hall event. And he did it. And He's then doing it right here in Philly. Is it? Uh, that's I, I think I saw oh, that. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, so I don't know what Trump's going to do. Uh, but, you know, because Biden was like, if they say it's safe, then I'll do it. But then they were like, no, it's not safe. So there's that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, listen, I am still, as everyone is, scarred by the 2016 election. I do not want to put my hope in polls. I think that we should be going harder than ever. Um, I put my Biden-Harris bumper sticker on the back of my car. I got a car for my – anyway, I got a car over the summer. 
um, very unexpectedly. And I was very excited to have a bumper sticker. I mean, a car to put the bumper sticker on. But mm-hmm. did I talk about on the podcast yet the bumper sticker thing with the Biden-Harris campaign? Did I tell you about no. this? Oh, this is really funny. Um, so they send like the automated text messages and um, they send, they and I'm full disclosure, uh, I like to donate to the campaign like $5, $10 every other week if I can. Um, more if I can, if I can't that week, then fine. But because I'm quite busy with law school, which is what I'll update you guys on later, um, I've really not been able to volunteer my time. So I've been trying to donate. So they sent out this thing like several months ago that they were like, if you donate right now, you're automatically going to be sent a Biden Harris bumper sticker. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I did my, I was going to do my donation later that week. I did it right then. Waited a couple weeks, didn't get my bumper sticker. I was like, how are they going to send it to me? Like, I didn't have to put in my address. I forgot that my address was already in the like saved in my account kind of thing, but Mm -hmm. whatever. I was like, so then I get another text a couple weeks later, like donate now and you'll get your bumper sticker. And I was like, I probably forgot to follow directions the first time. So let me donate again with the bump, like right when the bumper sticker text came up. This happened three times, three times, not, I almost said 30, three times. And, um, I didn't get a bumper sticker. So then when they would send me automated texts, I started replying to the automated texts, send me my bumper sticker, please. Send me my bumper sticker, please. And then I just started having fun with it, started sending all these crazy texts back to them. Anyway, I uh, got two bumper stickers in the mail last week. So um, I'll take one. Yeah, I, I promised the other one to my mom. Sorry. Damn it. But I did get to put the one on the back of the car. So that was cool. Um, of course I want to do other things to help the campaign, but yeah, I've been doing, uh, text banking a lot. You've been doing what? Text banking. Nice. Which is not, uh, it's honestly not as stressful and like heartbreaking as I expected it to be. Like, you know, you get some people that are rude because, uh, so if you don't know, uh, the text banks and call bankers that might call you during the election cycle, they are. Um, gathering data from public voting records. So that's where all of those are coming from. So if you register to vote, there's a chance that you'll get on a list just because you registered mm-hmm. to vote. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, besides the occasional person that gets mean uh, to me, uh, people are pretty civil, if not just being like, nah, I'm not voting for your candidate or like, yes, I am. Please take me off your list. Yeah. I talk to those people on the phone sometimes. One time someone called and I thought it was my boss calling from a different number. So I was like, hello. I answered it. And she was like, hi, this is so-and-so with the Democratic Party. And I had a nice chat with her. And she was asking me, like, you know, the usual questions. I was like, listen, I'm on your team, but I really can't talk right now. So mm-hmm. I try to be nice to those people. I I'm, I appreciate what they're doing. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so the election's happening. Uh but we were talking. Ross and I were chatting before we started recording, and um, we were talking about how crazy it is that President Trump tried to back out from the negotiations about a stimulus. We were like, if you're trying to get reelected, you should probably like pass a bill that would get people money. Well, because and- isn't that always like a huge deciding factor? Is just like, oh, how is the economy doing? And sure, uh, uh, President Trump has been trying to like throw blame at Biden for like. Uh, and House Democrats for not enacting mask mandates, although he's the president. Um, right. But like, yeah, he's like Biden the, didn't say to wear masks. What? Yeah, but if you're the one in charge, then uh, 
you kind of have to answer to the state of the country, good or bad. Yeah. So um, the Democrats want like a $2.2 trillion deal. The Republicans, this is in Congress. The Republicans, I think, want, this is all off the top of my head. I think it's like (laughs) 1.6 or or less. And then the White House came out and was like, let's do 1.8. And Republicans were like, no. And Democrats were like, no. So it's not going to happen. Something that could potentially happen before Election Day, though. The nomination of Amy Barrett Coney, Amy Coney Baloney, what I was calling her last week, whatever Max and I were calling yeah, her. I heard week. she heard that nickname and she was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, she's backing out. I'm out. Um, yeah, so she's basically going to, um, they're going to start the nomination hearings. It's going to be obviously pretty sparse in the Senate um, office meeting room, and some of them will be there remotely um Kamala Harris will be a part of this and um I think the Democrats are really just aiming to focus on health care and the Affordable Care Act um and question her on that she as customary released her opening statements in advance which is not uncommon and basically she said um you know for you Supreme Court nerds out there that she's uh, a textualist. She's going to apply the law as written, not as the judge wishes it were. Um, and that's how her mentor, Justice Antonin Scalia, operated. Um, and it's really interesting. I won't go into a whole rant about methods of constitutional interpretation, but needless to say, there are definitely conservative ways to interpret the Constitution and more liberal ways, and I don't necessarily mean Democrat, Republican, although those how are how those are kind of referred to, but basically someone like Antonin Scalia and apparently um, Ju- Judge Barrett will try to read the Constitution or laws rigidly without any real um allowance like a to for C thinking if we want to go the improv route just like trying to analyze like oh this is what they meant but they wrote this in 1776 right so there I, maybe i did talk about this last week i don't know honestly it's been you, like you've gone over this i think at least multiple. once or twice during a different scotus notice yeah so basically like i am of the opinion of someone more like uh the late justice brennan who years and years ago wrote about adaptivism where like the Supreme court essentially rules on things um, with the mindset of like, we're in 2020 and this is how we're interpreting the law versus, okay, they wrote this in the 1700s, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, yeah, like so people, people call the, the constitution like a living, breathing document. And mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of hard to interpret it like very literally and 17 like i mean it's it's a lot it's a very similar mindset to people that are like i read the bible and this is exactly how it happened yeah exactly uh, it's not a you know morality and like uh, interesting stories to evoke a certain lesson right and i think um one thing i want to say is i'm not against interpreting something based on the text of the constitution that should always be the starting point in an interpretation like you start your analysis with the text and then if you can't figure out the issue based on the text, you move into different methods of interpretation. So that, yeah. I mean, at least that's the thought, like, that makes sense. Um, 
some would be like the legislative history, the, or not the constitution rather, but like a law, you would move into the text. Like if you're interpreting a statute, a judge, you're going to be like, all right, what does the text of it say? Can I get my, can I determine this issue based on the text of the statute? No? Okay. Well then I need to go and look at like the, in, the legislative intent. What, what, what was happening while they were drafting the statute? Like I was reading a case for school today about Title IX and they were talking about like this person suing, a woman suing a university under Title IX. Did Was she allowed to do that? Because like Title IX didn't have in it express like you can sue for this. Like it just obviously said like you can't discriminate on the basis of sex. Yeah. So the whole like argument was like, can she sue for private, like a private cause of action? And they talk about like, well, if you think about at the time when this was drafted, um, these kinds of things were happening in the court and, and, or like in the legislation and Congress was doing this, this, and this. So maybe Mm -hmm. they did mean to allow for private action. Anyway, that got a little technical, but, um, we'll see what Amy Coney Baloney, Barrett Baloney has to say. Wait, is it Amy Coney Barrett or Amy Barrett Coney? No, Amy Coney I think it's Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. Jesus, man. It's been a long day. Um, yeah, so she's up, and then um, that'll be interesting. Oh, and then the last, like, headline-related – these are all, like, interconnected. It's, like, election, COVID, election, COVID. Um, Fauci, Dr. Fauci, who is very well-liked by Americans, um, was used in a Trump ad. Statements of his were used in a Trump ad. And he has – he's gone on record saying he never endorses candidates. He doesn't like to get involved in politics, but his statements were used out of context. And he wasn't thrilled about it. Oh, the other story Ross I forgot to say was, um, did you hear about this week? Gretchen Whitmer was this, like six people were arrested by the FBI for plotting to um, kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. Um, And so anyway, so the reason I bring this up, (laughs) like what isn't happening this year? But the reason I bring this up is because um, I was on the Washington Post looking at their like, they do election updates and apparently she was asked like it if she was concerned that um there would be violence during the election on election day and she was like i'm not worried and i was like that's pretty badass um she's like i feel safe i'm protected by the police the fbi blah 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 but damn six people plotting to take her what is the word kidnapper yeah and um oh, bueno. like uh, I think the local uh, news station, I forget which one came out and was like, hey, we call these people like militiamen, but we're going to call them like domestic terrorists from now on because this is an act of terrorism. Yeah, man. It's really crazy. It's so crazy. So on that note, let's talk about why we're taking a little break. Yeah. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? No, go for it. You go. I wish it was like cool news. It's not. Um, So obviously I'm in law school. I don't know if I mentioned it 7,000 times an episode, but I'm in law school and um, I have to take the, it's called the MPRE. It's a, I forget what it's, Model Rules of Professional Responsibility Exam, something like that. Before you take the bar exam, so I'm in my last year of law school, woo and I'm tired all the time, but it's not my first rodeo, so I'm kind of used to it. I've been studying all day. Actually, you know what's cool? We've been doing this podcast. Um, it'll be a year in January. And so yeah. 
like it's interesting because when we started it, it was in the beginning of the semester, kind of the ebbs and flows of the semester of like me being increasingly more tired. And then we had the summer, I mean, obviously COVID. And so it was like a little different, but I was like, woo, let's do this. And then, um, yeah. And now I'm back to my, like just studying all day tired. So there's that, but I also have to take this test in a couple of weeks and it requires just a little extra studying. It's not hard. It's, it shouldn't be hard. It's kind of just like a formality so that you can then take the bar exam, but I have to do that. I'm also just, um, very tired of talking about Donald Trump. Yeah. And I, I feel very emotional about this election as do many people. Um, and 2016 was very emotional. So I think that there's some of that kind of coming back. And I, I mean, full disclosure, I go to therapy and I talk to my therapist in 20, we've, I've been seeing the same therapist for like five years. And I was talking to her in 2016 about how I was like inundated with news, but how I was also maybe like reading it a little too much and got a little obsessed. So she gave me some tips about how to like kind of get off the grid a little bit. And Mm -hmm. so I also am doing this just for my own well-being, because even though I'm reading the news a lot, I'm trying to curb like how much I think about it and talk about it and just get the updates. So I need to take a couple weeks to like focus on this, not be thinking about the news. Um, well, of course I'll be thinking about the news, but not be talking about it. Also, I want to do a good job for you guys. And if I'm so scattered and like, can't put my, you know, proper two cents in, um, I'd rather wait until I'm a little bit more rested, but, uh, but also, you know, uh, I, I really do appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. I must say it makes me feel really good to be able to put um, segments together and talk about things. And I hope that people learn from it. And I know I'm not the best at like the social media stuff, but when people tweet at us and like engage with the content, it really makes my day. I just want you guys to know that. Like I had someone email the website a couple weeks ago and tell me they enjoyed the RBG tribute. And like, I literally like teared up reading. I was like, Oh my gosh. And then one of our other, um, listeners, I don't know if he would, he would want me to say his name, but he tweeted at us last week, something like just about, um, what was going on in the news. So I appreciate that. And I don't want you guys to think I'm like, this isn't me like ending the podcast. I just need a couple weeks off, you know? Um, so that's, what's up with me. Oh, and Georgina, my cat is going to the vet to, on a lighter note is going to the vet tomorrow, uh, for her checkup. And, uh, I had to tell them, I was like, listen, this cat has been eating a lot. Let me, on a lighter note, LOL, pun intended. It's a heavier note, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Oh, she's going on a diet. Anyway, but it's, get this, it's curbside pickup. So I have to go to the vet and wait outside while they, Yeah, which is good. I'm glad that she's safe. But also Georgina like does, obviously doesn't like going to the vet, but she's very, very loud and will meow very loudly. And I've been regularly told like, wow, she's so tiny, but so loud. And so- um, I'm like, oh no, they're going to just be hearing her. I'm, I wonder if I'll be able to like hear her from the street. Like, <laughs> anyway, I'm very tired. Um, so hence the rambling Ross, what's up with you? Yeah. So like, I, I mean, look, we've been in this pandemic for seven months now and it's yeah. been hard for everybody. So I think, um, I, if any of you listen to this podcast and follow my other podcasts that I create, Kid Flix, it's very I, good. Kid thank Flix. you. Um, it's very I, good. I, Hannah was on uh, years like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and I took a little break. I've been taking a break from that for about a month just cause, um, I had a realization that like, um, 
I would start like dreading like, okay, I need to get an episode up. And like, that's not how, uh, especially a hobby should be. So Mm -hmm. like, I've been trying to take step backs from things that I've been doing just out of obligation. Yeah. Um, That's not what's happening here though. We don't dread this podcast. No, (laughs) but like, uh, like anything, especially like podcasts are just kind of like. You've been doing that for years too. Yes. I've been doing it three and a half years. Damn. Yeah. That's like, that's a long time. Yeah. And I've, I've only missed a few weeks here and there. And like, uh, especially in quarantine, like half of the fun of doing that podcast is like seeing friends or reaching out to people that I like, like before Hannah and I were friends, I was just like, Hey, would you want to do my podcast? And that's how we became friends. Yeah. Um, So I think like, you know, uh, I'm taking a little bit of break from things like that and just focusing. Like I have a show, uh, for a virtual festival in a few weeks. Nice. So I it's I need to finish writing what new kind of material. Comedy, a stand up or a sketch or yeah. So it's stand up. So I I've been trying to adapt a little bit, especially during COVID. That when I the rare occasion that I'm booked for a stand up show, I've been doing a musical comedy just because. Nice. Uh, if it's not funny, you at least get to hear a nice song, and if it's funny, <laughs> then it's funny to a beat. <laughs> so yeah, but that's that's basically all. That's happening. Uh, yeah, just uh, trying to plan. So it's a virtual uh, show. Yeah, so it's it's the second year of the District Queer Comedy Festival, which is nice. um, uh, queer comedians doing stand up, improv. Oh, uh, it's National Coming Out Day. Yes. Oh, yeah. I Yay! came out uh, three years ago. You can you can track my podcast almost to me being gay. Um, Wait, uh, you you were you came out. After you started the podcast, uh, a few months before I uh, I came out, I started the podcast. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 a cool festival. I did it last year when it was their first year, so I'm I'm happy to do it again this year, even though it's not in person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's kind of like my thing that I'm looking forward to and enjoying, and also getting out while the weather is still good. Like I'm going to an apple orchard this weekend. Fun. Oh yeah, everybody's been doing the orchard mm-hmm. life. Um, and- I've never gone apple picking in my life ever. Maybe it was you no, know, that's not true. Maybe as a child we went to Lynn Villa Orchards. But I was as say, a- Lynn Villa, if you're in the Philadelphia area, like it's it's such a great time. Like I they're still open during COVID. So Hannah, if you once you're done this test, I think you should treat yourself to <laughs> a bushel of apples. Um, maybe. Um that's exciting though. That'll be fun. You'll have fun picking apples. Yeah. Get- what kind of apples do they have? Do they have Fuji apples? Those are um, not a lot. So it, it's really weather dependent. So it's it's uh, mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I went last year when we were still like relatively new dating, and there were so many Aww. red delicious apples, and it was nasty because red delicious apples suck. Um, but there were some like uh, more heartier uh, apples. Like I don't think there were Galas or Fuji, but like that kind of family. It's mm-hmm. like Honeycrisp, uh, and then there were Honeycrisp. Okay. <gasps> peaches. They're definitely not in season anymore, but ooh, we got a few juicy ones right at the end. I'm a big fruit. I'm a big fan of fruit. Back when I was on Tinder, my bio said something about doing puzzles with my cat, eating fruit in South Philly, something like that. Um, I love fruit. Fuji apples are my favorite. In fact, I'm a Macintosh uh, guy. You're a Macintosh. Yeah, I haven't had a Macintosh in a while. They're good. They're very similar to. I I feel like when there aren't Macintosh. I usually will just substitute for a Fuji because they're similar, just like very tart and like not huge, but I like do you gala. Just snack. 
Fuji yeah, or Gala cool. apples. Only, you know what it is? They're next to each other <laughs> yeah. and they're similar color, I feel like. Yeah, that's been um, a stupid hack during quarantine. Like I, I rem- when I remember to buy fruit and I'm like, oh, this is like a nice snack instead of just like a bag of plain tortilla chips that I just slowly oh, yeah. work my way through. I eat fruit. I am almost never without. I eat blueberries and bananas every day. A yeah, when we were blueberries when we, and a banana. When we recorded in person, uh, you always had a lovely spread of like we had coffee, and then you usually put out either a clamshell of like berries, or <laughs> there is like I think we sliced a banana or an apple at some yeah, point. Yeah, and we had pancakes on. Oh, remember yeah. that? That was, that was nice. the, wasn't that the last recording that we did in person? It was you, me, and Max Barth. Yeah, and we had pancakes, oh, and pancakes. you gave us soap. I did give you soap. That's right. Hey, I actually I bet just you opened it. <gasps> Beautiful. Look at it all coming yeah. full circle. We'll get Max on again. I and Ross and well, Max was on last week. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he'll come back. Yeah, he'll come back. We I like we've had some awesome guests, and I think with comedians too, like some of our comedy friends, like Satoyo and Cat Mosley and Max Barth and other oh and Blake's gonna come back on like I I love having my comedy friends on um I actually saw Satoya last night at a show a a live show yeah you guys took a safe uh selfie you were all wearing masks but I was jealous we were were on a a roof at this oh my gosh someone pulled out a megaphone during my set a megaphone it was like in this condo complex in the courtyard Mm -hmm. and um the comedy the Comedian before me, who's from DC, he was funny. But in the middle of his set, um, these women yelled out in their megaphone, "Take your shirt off!" And he's an attractive gentleman, and he complied. He took his shirt off. Already, I was like, "No, thank you. I'm bundled." And I was closing out the show, so when I got up, I was like, you know, made a little quip like, "I'm gonna leave my clothes on. I'm cold and yeah. I'm bundled." Blah blah blah. And then, yeah, and then I don't know what they were yelling, but while I was doing my jokes, they started yelling through a megaphone, and I was like, well, I'm not. No, thanks. But oh well. Um, I'm actually doing some live shows, uh, too. I'll be at the Punchline Comedy Club um, the weekend of October 23rd and 24th, opening for Michael Yo, and then I'm I'm hosting their Halloween show. That's awesome. I think, while it's still relatively nice out, I I do want to try to venture to a live show. It's just like, it it's all just so terrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they've so I've been very I did a show a couple weekends ago and I was very glad I didn't bring anyone because I felt like the audience was not protected the way that they should be and I had been I was sitting in the back. I had a great time, I had a great set, the audience was far from me, but I was definitely like if I had bought tickets to this show and told been, had been told it was going to be socially distanced and then showed up and this was the setup, I would have left. So Yeah. I will say that every I haven't been to Punchline, but I know that everybody's said they've been pretty, um, pretty good about the social distancing. I know they have heaters too on the porch, so I feel comfortable on the porch on the patio. Um, so I feel comfortable doing it there. And the show we did last night was, yeah, we were all in the corner. We had our masks. On. I kept my mask on the whole time, except for when I was on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did everyone else. And and the audience was six feet apart and all that. So, um, yeah. So if you guys choose to come out to do stand, I, I do stand up, Ross does stand up. So we do other stuff and we'll be back in a couple of weeks or yeah. maybe next, uh, not next week, but the weekend. We'll be I don't back know. before the election. Yeah, we'll be back before the election and um maybe we'll um we'll have great news. Maybe something really cool will happen. Um maybe 
Tom. Oh, I already talked about this last week. Yeah, Tom yeah. Steyer replying to us. Maybe Tom Steyer will come on. Listen, yeah, our hiatus produce. will end immediately if Tom Steyer hits me back up. <laughs> um. Yeah. On that note, I don't know, Ross. Do you have anything you want to add? Anything, I, guys? No. You know, I miss you guys. Um. I miss. I just missed comedy, and I miss like seeing people in person, and um. If you have thoughts on the podcast, reach out to us. Just say what up. Slide in the DMs. Not in a creepy way. Don't be creepy. Yeah, don't be creepy, please. Say hi. And um, yeah, if there's... And you know, one of the things I like about doing this podcast too, it's like, and this is a good time to kind of reevaluate. I love talking about the news. I love talking about the headlines. But, you know, you guys know I nerd out about legal stuff. So if anyone ever has like thoughts that they want about an issue they want. Like I know someone had reached out to me before we did the episode with Tatiana where we talked about medicinal marijuana and asked me about something with marijuana laws. So, um, you know, I, and we brought Tatiana on to talk about that. So if you have things like that, I will do my best to find someone, if not me to talk about it, who knows what they're talking about. Um, and if you guys have ideas for like HTHT, Hannah Travis hot takes where Ross and I just talk about whatever the heck we want, um, and you want to hear my thoughts on like something random, like, I don't know, belly dancing. I don't have any thoughts on belly dancing. Go for it. But we'll, we'll um, find out. Yeah. Then please submit them to us. Cause I would love to, I'd love to get some feedback from the crew from, I consider whoever's listening to this, the crew. So, but yeah, everybody be safe, wear a mask, be kind to each other, get sleep. That's my big thing. I need to get some sleep. Um, good luck on any tests you guys might be taking. Um, COVID, pregnancy, whatever. (laughs) I will not be taking any of those tests, but yes, good luck on them. On them. Hope you get an A. Good luck on a pregnancy. Yeah, I hope you get an A on your pregnancy. (laughs) You definitely have to cram for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Ross, that was great. We're ending there. All right, bye. (laughs) This has been Keep You Posted. Hosted and executive produced by Hannah Trav. Produced and edited by me, Ross Wiseman. Our art and logo is by Kristen Finger and our music by Graham Trav. For a list of our sources from the episode, bonus content, and to get in touch with us, visit us at www.keepyoupostedpod.com. <laughs>